This week we consider movements in Eastern Europe and the rising confederacy of nations which are being bound together by none other than the power of Russia. This is Matt Davies joining you for another Bible in the News. Russia's recent political movements have been of interest to the Bible student who expects that Russia will be at the heart of world events which will bring about the visible intervention of God in world affairs. The basis of this expectation is from the prophecy of Ezekiel in chapter 38 and the mention of a nation called the Rus, as it is rendered in the Septuagint version. A name of an ancient people who came into known history at around 880 AD. However, they were clearly known to the Greeks, who translated the prophecy of Ezekiel into the Greek Septuagint, supposedly around 200 BC. This people, in 880 AD, are known to historians as the Kievian Rus, and the modern peoples of Belarus, Ukraine and Russia all claim Kievian Rus as their cultural inheritance. It's interesting then to note that in Ezekiel chapter 38 we read about the people of the Rus, or Rosh, and about their leader. We read in verse 2, Son of man, set your face against Gog of the land of Magog, the prince of Rosh, Meshach and Tubal, and prophesy against him. Here we see that Gog is a prince of the Rus and of various other ancient territories which equate to modern Russia and Eastern European countries. We are told that he will be confederate together with other European, North African and Middle Eastern nations in the first part of the prophecy of this chapter. The prophecy then foretells that these nations will invade Israel and attack the Jewish people who would have been regathered back to their land after a time of dispersion. The regathering, of course, has been taking place as the Bible foretold, the state of Israel being declared, of course, in 1948. The unification, though, of the various ancient nations is something which we watch for with interest, knowing that God is at work in the kingdoms of men, as is taught in Daniel chapter 4, verse 17. We would expect from the territories of the ancient names given in Ezekiel 38 that the Ukraine will be very much part of the confederacy directly under the influence of one called Gog. And this is why recent events in the Ukraine are very, very interesting. In 2013, Ukraine was in a pretty bad economic state. It reportedly had a deficit equivalent to more than 8% of GDP and a budget deficit of over 6.5% along with other international debts. This caused the Ukraine to look for a bailout, bailout deal with whoever was interested. You may recall that last year the Ukrainian president Yankovic declared that instead of closing ties with Russia the Ukraine was going to sign an association agreement with the EU. The agreement would have committed the EU and the Ukraine to creating a deep and comprehensive free trade area that would lead to more trade and investment between the Ukraine and the other member states of the EU. 
And he announced this to the press and to all it looked as though the Ukraine, instead of being under the shadow of Russia, would break free and make steps to join the EU. Now the Russians were very upset by this. Putin, the president of Russia, had clearly stated his ambition to expand Russia's current customs union that it has with Belarus and Kazakhstan. The Ukraine is strategically placed and Putin's eyes are set on the Ukraine joining his union, which he wants to eventually create into a common economic space called the Eurasian Union. Russia therefore set its sights on doing whatever it could to stop the Ukrainians signing the EU agreement. And as is typical of the aggression of the Putin regime, Russia demanded payment of a debt of $1 billion worth of gas supplies, and it said it would raise the price of gas this winter and introduce restrictions on Ukrainians entering uh, into Russia. When towards the end of last year, the president of the Ukraine very unexpectedly suddenly turned his back on the EU agreement in favour of a deal with Russia. It is thought that Putin had done a deal to ensure close ties with the Ukraine and various sweeteners such as a bailout and a settlement of Ukraine's debts to Russia had been added. The restrictions on travel, custom controls, as well as the increase in gas prices were all done away with. It was a masterstroke. Russia maintains its control on the region and blocks the EU's eastward expansion. One news article at the beginning of the year reported that one news article at the beginning of the year reported that, quote, in a New Year's greeting, Putin thanked Yankovic for comradely, business-like relations that allowed the two former Soviet neighbours to develop a partnership benefiting brotherly peoples. An article written this week on the website, theglobalist.com, entitled Ukraine Key to Restoring a Greater Russia, had this very interesting comment about the deal Russia has made with the Ukraine. Quote, Such an offer from the Kremlin rings a bell in Kiev. In the same way that the Soviet Union was neither Soviet, i.e. Council Democratic, nor a union, i.e. an alliance of equals, the customs union, too, is neither about customs nor a proper union. Instead, it is one of the Kremlin's various instruments to secure Putin's authoritarian regime via the rebuilding of a new empire that covers a specifically Eurasian civilization, a unique pan-national culture between Asia and Europe. The customs union is to be followed in 2015 by the even more integrated Eurasian Union. The customs union effort is now the core of the Kremlin-promoted national dream about rebirthing Greater Russia as a self-sustaining pole in international politics. That project is designed to function as an effectual distraction of the Russian population from the many domestic failings of Putin's regime. There have been few sustainable successes in the reform of Russia's corrupt public administration, imbalanced social system and stagnating economy, the implementation of an ambitious geopolitical project 
is to provide the legitimacy for a continuation of Putin's otherwise unremarkable rule. Ukraine's accession to Putin's project would transform the Russian president into a new ambassador of lands. He would secure his place as a noteworthy historical figure who restored Russia-Eurasia as a world power, as on par with the United States, European Union and China. Implementing this project is in full swing already via a multitude of linkages between Moscow and Kiev. These include political, economic, academic and cultural linkages through which the Kremlin can and does exert influence on Ukraine's internal and external affairs. End quote. However, the deal with Russia has come at a cost. Many in the Ukraine wish to be free from the power of Russia and were passionate about the prospect of working with Europe. Since the deal with the EU fell through, mass protests have been held in the Ukraine by the common people, who feel let down by the political classes. This week we have seen the climax of the trouble, with riots which have turned violent as the Ukrainians struggle to come into terms with their situation. Riots and protests have been taking place all over the Ukraine this week, and on Wednesday it was reported that at least three protesters had been killed in clashes with riot police. Ukraine is currently in crisis. This just goes to show the power that Russia is now wielding in global affairs. And indeed the scene is being set for one described in Bible prophecy as Gog, the chief prince of Rosh, Meshach and Tubal. This has been Matt Davies. Join us again next week, God willing, for another Bible in the News.